Hello, PJ Thumb here. When I founded New Narrative, there were three people I wanted to interview for our site. Two of them were Zunar and Wan Aziza, and you'll have read their interviews on newnarrative.com. The third was Benny Wender. Benny Wender has long been a person of interest for me. He's the leader of the biggest anti-colonial independence movement in Southeast Asia. We think of our region as being post-colonial, but it isn't. Indonesia invaded and occupied West Papua in 1961. And unlike Timor-Leste, which finally achieved independence in 2002, West Papua remains occupied by Indonesia to this day. I'm a historian of decolonization, but the fact, the tragedy, is that colonialism is not something consigned to history. It is real and exists today in our backyard. There are still people fighting for their freedom out there, who lack self-determination and sovereignty, who are fighting governments willing to kill and murder to preserve their rule. So it was an honour to meet a man who is fighting so hard and has paid such a heavy price for his people's freedom. I spoke to him in August 2018, and the following are some excerpts from my interview. Please visit newnarrative.com for the story about him and the comic that we did on his life. What I am most interested in um, is really who is Benny Wender? Where does he come from? Why does he fight so hard for freedom that you know he's willing to exile himself halfway across the world um, and continue to fight in spite of all the overwhelming odds against him? So I was thinking maybe we could start with you telling me where you come from, your childhood in Papua, um, Lani Jaya, I think it is. Lani, Lani tribe. Okay, yeah. right. It's a western half of the, the mm-hmm. highlands called Lani. I'm from Lani tribe. Yeah. But this is the Lani Jaya, it's other district. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so maybe you could tell us yes. about your childhood um, and your upbringing. Uh, yes, partly why I have to involve to fight for this freedom uh, because I myself uh, born with it. My child, I born with it, I grow up with it, at uh, the issue with me, and it is, it's already in the, in, the, in the blood. So this fight is not because of I hear someone's story or hear someone else to, you know, ask me to fight, but I myself uh, becoming a witness and injustice toward um, you know my people and myself and so I grew up in the highlands of uh, West Papua which is the western uh, you know Lani uh, called tribe called Lani so I grew up in a village uh, in the Lani western Lani called Pyramid so I grew up and I didn't know uh, you know, just normal child and just grow up and with, uh, at the time, I, I am, you know, with my mom, go to gardens and how learn how to make the bow and arrow and, you know, uh, learn to how to grow the sweet potatoes and things. But suddenly one time we were surrounded by Indonesian military. My age was about five, six. So then we were passing the... Uh, you know, uh, mountain range, and then uh, suddenly we were stopped by Indonesian military, and uh, my mom was uh, trying to panic, and she trying to, you know, my two aunties was we, you know, going to the gardens, and then, you know, suddenly military 
stop my mom and uh, my mom panic and trying to protect my auntie and uh, my mom was beating up in front of my eye. I was a young boy, I couldn't do anything. And my auntie was raped in front of my eye and oh, they just told they might want to go and clean themselves and a naked come and then like six, five military. Just that is in the, until today I never forget and because of that I lost those auntie. So I think that is my childhood memory until today I never forget. So that is the, and I didn't know why they're doing this. My mom was beating up with gun button and uh, she suffered a lot as she passed away because her rib was uh, broken. So since then, um, 1977, we were hiding in the bush. Uh, at the time, I know that Indonesian military bombing my village across the highlands. And five years, I'm in the bush, grew up in the bush. 1980, we were loyal to Indonesia because many of my friends are passing, dying because of our crop was destroyed. And many of my, same my friends, my, uh, you know, old friends are dying because of malaria. So that is uh, my childhood memory. Then uh, 1980, 81, 82. So more, you know, is. Yeah, I see the you know young girl being raped, and in fact that uh, one of the place called Kobabna, all the women separate and men separate, and the girls separate, and then um, one thing this injustice happened. Every woman, you know, they stood up there. The men, the military watching them. They sex in front of the military eye, and that is uh, you know. As a human level, I at the time I already grow up a little bit. I can see that is a you know, yeah, sometimes very sad to story, but they just want to see how was Papuan sex, you know, like in front of the uh, husband and wife and some people watching. That's so that is uh, that is uh, what happened. But uh, the many the men. Who are body very strong, they're taken away from wife. So that is uh, my childhood memory. But you, you don't mention your father, if I might ask. What happened to your father? My father, the same thing. He was, you know, beating up and torture. He with me at the time. And in fact, he put me in the, his soldier and carried me, and, uh, you know, military as. Uh, you know, beat him with the gun butter in the back, and I was fell down from his soldier, fell down, and then my my father told, please put my son on, you know, they make sure that they kill, and I have to die with him. That's the, his idea. So always, even he bleeding, but then you know, I never seen him anymore because you know, because of suffice pass away. Yeah, that is this, uh, my, my childhood memory. And there's many stories to tell, but that is uh, sometimes very hard to tell. Yes. It's sometimes, you know, a hard cry. Yes. And I don't want to talk more, any more than that. And, but this is my story, but every West Papuan can tell their own story. When you sit down and then ask them, they will tell you. But sometimes you rush, they cannot talk to you, they're scared because they will see who is sitting. We are. 
but they also sometimes like uh, when Indonesian friends you know they can tell tell their own story to their friend but sometimes they're scared too maybe he can tell the military or because there's someone else watching him like my own friends when we were to study together and they one of the you know give the information to intelligence because of they are threatened by the intelligence oh you are with Benny you are friend you study with him so that is my own experience I was arrested because of my f- close friend they give the information because of they are threatening by the intelligence so this is every West Papuan are facing this situation yeah. when, when you say grew up in the bush I mean can you f- especially for a lot of Southeast Asians who don't understand what it's like in Papua what do you mean by grew up in the bush were you literally living off the land and then moving from place to place to stay? yes yes they uh, grow up in the uh, bush means you know we were <coughs> hiding one mountain to another mountain in the five six years so I grew up six years in the bush with the, my parents so many of the people because they are scared to come to you know come to the villages and because the Indonesian military are surrounding so they're scared and they have to hide we have to look in some food just you know hunting that's that's what uh, my parents and my grandparents said this uh, to my parents maybe you have to go loyal to Indonesia put me under the trees and my grandparents alive we just put under the trees because my parent cannot carry my grandparent because she he caring you know take care of me rather than he said uh, I'm all too old just leave me here take this boy and one day maybe he will find out so what happening so but mostly we hide you know hiding the bush just like um, you know America chasing the Vietnamese people they're hiding in the bush and yeah. the same thing you know yeah. because the crops destroy because you know so it's the same so at, at some point you came out of the bush and then um, you became more active in the resistance and yeah yeah and how did that that's uh, we followed uh, my grandparent told my dad and then we loyal my parent loyal to Indonesia then I seen my parent that beat him tied his my one of the my uncle calls Kepas Wenda was tied his neck in the roof pulling in there and uh, they did to my parent too just like um, you know uh, you are communist resistant they do like you know the same thing that what Indonesia then done to my parents and um, you know the my village was uh, there is a school and a teaching by the, the, the Indonesian military and my parent my uncle took to you know that school and uh, so I went in that school and military I was scared and trauma see the military holding the gun and I just try one day two days and next third, third day I just run away right. I don't want to see the military but then um, my uncle took me to Jaipura so I, I don't want to go to that school anymore and then my uncle took me to Jaipura 
was capital. Yes, capital. It's 1983, uh, 84, he took me to Jaipura. And then I went to school in Jaipura. All my life I studied in Jaipura. So I don't want to see the military. Sometimes I'm still scared, uh, you know, at the time when I see the military uniform mm -hmm. or police. So I grew up that situation. I left my village and then I studied in Jaipura. And then I went to the high school and uh, technical school in Jaipura. So one thing that I find out uh, that I didn't know what, you know, I forget because of the, and the boost, what happened, the boost, I just forget and I just carry on with the study. And then one time we were in the class and uh, um, teacher told me, Benny, you grab that chair and we have, it's the first, we are starting in your first year. So everybody overcrowd, we come in the one class and then teacher told me, you grab that chair and then I sitting there next to, you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know, she's Salabes or somewhere else. Um, so we sitting, before I sitting, I just hold my books and put table and I want to sitting next to these girls and then she look at me and she speed my face. <coughs> and then I thought, I maybe I'm, my feeling was, I, maybe I'm smell, that's my, maybe I didn't wash enough. What happened next day, I went to, you know, bought the soap. Maybe yesterday I was smell, so I was my body three times. And then uh, I grabbed my books, the same table, and I'm sitting next to her and she look at me. She just stood up and then she spit second time. And whole class was laughing at me. And I was angry and I just banged the table. Look, you, I'm a human being like you, I have a finger. Maybe my color is different. Uh, I was three times. Uh, I was in river, so I explained. But she, So that's, then I remember why we are the Indonesia, we are same, you know, we are same clothes and we are human, we are, we are speaking the same Bahasa and why, I, I don't know, I don't know completely because why then I recall what happened, why I'm hiding the bush, why we are here and then I recall everything, that's the open my mind and then that's why I stood up and this has never happened to another generation. And I think that's the beginning of the finding out who I am mm -hmm. and why. So that is a starting point as soon as I finished high school and I went to college. Yeah. So I studied politics. And then, then the, the beginning to find out how was Papua become part of Indonesia, why I'm in the bush, why this fighting, why everyone have a beer, everyone rasta, uh, break law. We were beating up and I walked down on the street you know, where you have a beer, like, military beat you up, and like, you know. Then I beginning to find out. Then I went to library, I go to library, find out why. And because I study politics, so I want to know more, more, more. And then one of the lecturers told me that, Benny, be careful. <laughs> he said, Benny, be careful. You aggressively to find out this information, you will danger. He just warning me because I'm from Highland, mm -hmm. so our brother in, in the coast, they know because interact with the Dutch, interact with the Indonesian, because of, through their you know, trade and you know, sheep coming in easily, 
but in the highlands very difficult what happened 1969 what happened 1960 and then what happened in um, in in the sorong and jaipura and biak because there's a military oper operation started they know more than me so i just like uh, blind just because of uh, i'm coming from you know like this yeah sometimes people primitive so-called primitive background and uneducated because that we are, you know, from mountain, so we're not uncontacted by the well, outside. Primitive, but <laughs> inexperienced. Yeah, inex inexperienced. Yes. So, yeah. so that's the, my, you know, then I just trying to find out. So then, yeah, that is what I find out and then it's already rooted in my blood. I have no need to tell someone a story. And then I recall all what happened, my family, my uncle, why Indonesian military bomb in my village, and why all of my friends die. The reason is because Indonesia uh, illegally occupied our country, and that's, that is root problem. And then they hold their so-called referendum. Uh, we call act of no choice. Yeah. Indonesia call act of free choice. That is the root problem. How can a uh, million and only one in twenty-six, hand-pick, including one of the, my uncle, Kulok Wendai, among them. And that's why he tell the story to the, my dad and my uncle, and that they start, this is the injustice, you know, mm -hmm. just round them up. When in the UN camp, you just say, Indonesia, you raise your hand. If we say Papua, just quiet. That's their practice, you know. It's not a referendum, it's not proper vote. And that's why I said the New York Agreement, the, you know, we were with Papua, uh, 15 of August 1962. The Dutch, American, and Indonesia, secret deal, men to one, men one vote, that secret negotiation, that didn't happen in West Papua. So that's why the root problem is what happened in 1969. So once you decide you want to be, you know, you learn all about this, you learn about Indonesia and its illegal occupation, how did you then become an activist? Yeah, I want them, um, I want, you know, this is, I don't want, you know, somebody else being killed by Indonesian. I'm not hate the Indonesian people. I'm not, you know, all of, we are studied together. We are eat same food and those people are calm just because of political reason. But my, why I strongly believe that justice for everyone, you know, this is a humanitarian issue. It's not about, you know, Benny Wenda fight for the, you know, myself, but this is for how to every human being live the harmony, peace and harmony. Everyone, because we are same, you know, share one planet, share one, you know, we are like community. But if somebody else used the gun to kill, you know, unarmed, you know, just women being raped, you know, just just because of different, uh, you know, belief and different ideology, and then you just kill unarmed. So, and be women being raped, children be you know, kidnapped. So I just, I, my mission is how to, you know, people of West Papua live the harmony within, you know, surrounding, with the, the reunion union with the family 
and you know Indonesia friends just and that's one and then secondly is a West Papua need to be politically independent right. the fighting for the political independence so that is the main mission to fight no more killing no more rape no more torture we want to live with peace with the harmony with the nature with everyone but were you like that from the very beginning I mean for example Mandela when he was younger he was a radical and then you know he did he conducted violence and he used violent tactics and then over time he realized that's not going to build a lasting peace and he became a man of peace and I think all of us change right I I'm not the person I was when I was 20 so is this this position it's very clear but is is this something you had from the very beginning or did you arrive at it over time based on your experience yeah I my experience because of my I don't want to be you know like my auntie was you know the two auntie was passed away because of rape and my uncle was I don't want that violent I don't want to see I just want to the peace that's the from beginning that's my belief and then I study the politics and Indonesia politics I study and Indonesia uh, you know in a system and Indonesia uh, a system as very you know for example, you Indonesia law you can buy, you know, there is you can buy the law with right. your money. Right. So there is that law you cannot apply to the West Papua, and there is injustice still continue. And I strongly believe that you know peacefully way and more people attract. That's what I study and I seen it when 1970, 80, and that's you know a a revolutionary era, but that not apply for the for that 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 is that time is different. Mm. So when I saw the elder, they're fighting the bush, you know, like bow and arrow, and they cannot win. And I seen it, and my, including my parent, they trying to fight with the bow and arrow with helicopter, you know, in in hot jet, and also weapon. They can't, and I can I see it. They just suddenly shoot on the spot and they die. And bow and arrows, you cannot win. And that's why I strongly believe that at the time, this is not. That's why my grandparent, I followed my grandparent. This is people. It's like an. You cannot win them, but you will fight it differently. So that's why my parents saved my life, and I continue to study and use that knowledge to to change the view of the, the world as well as the Indonesian people, you know, they understand our fight and that's the I already believe strongly. So if we can take a step back then, you, you were in college, you had this political awakening, this is what, 1990? Uh, yeah, 1990, that's what Suharto was yeah. and then. So what, what happened next? How did you decide to resist? What did you organize? Go on the streets, you know, organize petitions, yes. sign signatures, or what? What was yes? What, what did you? Well, that, as soon as Suharto was, this is not only West Papua but across Indonesia. Everybody has come out. This is the time because Suharto is regime is really when he, as soon as you know, student protests in Jakarta everywhere, 
and then the Suhato was collapsed, and everybody came up, including East Timor, West Papua, and Achenese, everywhere across Indonesia. This is the like opening, opening. This is when Suhato fell. Yeah, fell. That's 1998. 1998. Right. Since then, people like more openly come out talk. In West Papua, even you mention name Papua, you will be killed. You will be arrested. But since then, people like called Merdeka, yeah. West Papua, a Papua, and then I was excited too. So everyone, the student also protesting. I one of the you know include the, all the student movement. We protesting and demanding the you know uh, other part of Indonesia great democracy, but we are asking the independence. Mm -hmm. So since then, 2000, um, I was um, elected, my people uh, chose me as a Kotega Tribal Assembly. And that power I use to more mobilize, coordinate way, and to, to mobilize it peacefully, uh, to coming out on the street and we demand Indonesian government, we want independent, peacefully. And then there's a hundred team went to Jakarta, and then they had, at the time President Habibi was uh, said to, to to West Papua, you go back and think. And then when all these elders back to West Papua, and they were organized ourselves holding the Congress, 2000, we holding the Congress. So since then, you know, my voice become more power powerful, you know, and they coordinate more and more. Before we get quite to that, what I'm not quite clear is what, what were you doing between 1990 and 1998? 90, that was student, student, you're, you're yes, student, student just protesting and they, you know, organize the meeting and uh, empowering ourselves. Look, yeah. this is now the Indonesia is, it's hard to call up. This is the, maybe this opportunity and that everyone, I was coordinating underground network, just trying to gain confidence ourselves because at the time we don't, even in the university campus or three, four people sitting, you know that there is someone who watching you. We just split and then, but at the times, you know, golden opportunity for us. So we just trying to coordinate one campus to another campus. Yeah. So you rose. You kind of rose through the the ranks of these underground networks, such that by the time Suhato fell, yes, you were one of the sort of That's right. underground yes. leaders. Yes, right. I just want to give confidence all the other Papuan, you know, look, right. this is our people, uh, what you see, many we seen it, but we, we scared, you know, no, this is, you know, we have to stood up for our people. So then, after the fall of Sohato, you formed the Kodega Tribal Assembly. Yes, yes. Um, can you tell us more about that organization? This, because... Uh, we have, there is uh, Foreri and other group we have, but the Koteka Tribal Assembly is mainly uh, focused on the mobilized the grassroots support. And because we have many tribes, so Indonesia easily can use another tribe against one tribe or one clan. So use this as, you know, accommodate the voice of everyone. If there is a Papuan elite go to Jakarta, they talk differently. but. I feel that no must become from the people, you know. People decide what they want, you know. Not the elite go to Jakarta, talk differently. Come to West Papua, talk differently. So that's why, for example, 
you know, this elite go to Jakarta, they, you know, accept autonomy, come back. But I said, no, people of West Papua is dying for the freedom, dying for independence. We need to listen what the people want. That I really strongly ob uh, object what the autonomy and then mobilize the people. No, our aim is gain our independence from Indonesia government. Then that's the, the, the aim of the ISTUDO. I never compromise with the, you know, any uh, offer from Jakarta. That's why Indonesia don't like me to. You know, yeah. Tell us a bit more about why, why not autonomy? Why independence? Yeah, autonomy. When West Indonesia, uh, uh, West Papua integrated part of Indonesia in 1969, Indonesia already promised that they give autonomy West Papua, but they never fulfilled that obligation. And then this is taken package, so it's, it's joke. Hmm. So why? And that's that I strongly refuse. Why 30 years now? We are asking independent, you send the second bills. So that's joke. So that's why I strongly object from the beginning. Yeah. This is this is a joke. Yeah. So even um, under the like for example, Kustur, did you feel like you had a chance with him maybe? I think whole Indonesian president Gusdur is a man of the moderate. He's 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 delivered the name give the name back to West Papua. And even he trying to recognize West Papua flag is a cultural symbol. And that's why uh, I believe that Gusdur is, I think he's man of the peace and he's man of the true, the Indonesians. I think he's a symbol of the peace and justice, the whole Indonesia. I am not believe the current president or previous president but I think good to do one of the brave, and I think yeah, that's that's my belief. Yeah, unfortunately, I guess yeah. he didn't last long enough yeah. to be able yeah. to. Yeah. Do you think he would have granted independence? Or I I think way that for example, yeah. he gave the flag. You know, he's recognized that flag is a cultural symbol. So then that is a good sign, and also he's bravely give the West Papua. I call Papua now before never. So that is a little bit signed. But as soon as, you know, um, change, Megawati come, and then Teish Elwai was assassinated 2001, I was arrested 2002, and that's the beginning of the crackdown, you know. Well, since you mentioned, could you tell us a bit of Teish Elwai? You started the Koteka Tribal Assembly with him, right? Yes, this is Koteka Assemb Tribal Assembly because we he the lead we uh, elect him as uh, the the leader because we held the congress two thousand and that the Koteka Tribal Assembly is mobilized grassroots level to support you know back that the congress so I one of the mobilized and people grassroots level and everyone but the the aim is at the time that declaration full independent. So that's what the... His assassination, was that a big turning point for yes, all of you? Yes, that's right. Huge loss. Yes, huge loss and then that's where the big gap 2001. 
I was chasing by the military and I was hiding because we were uh, flag racing uh, at the time we were flag racing in, in the town including Philip Karma I was uh, the uh, chair uh, Philip was chair I was deputy chair of the flag racing and then we were you know Indonesia looking for we hiding and that was uh, when they assassinated that we were hiding but then we regained again so then I was arrested in 2002. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to your arrest then. Can you talk a bit about, you were arrested in 2002 after facing false allegations, you were in prison, and then you managed to escape the Papua New Guinea. Can you tell Yeah, I was arrested just because of we were, uh, I'm leading, because once um, uh, I'm leader of the Quadrata Tribal Assembly, and secondly, we were raised the morning staff flag in 2000 in Tamanimbi, in the capital. So then third, the allegation was uh, Indonesia accused me because I insisted the, the attacking the police station, but it's not true. And I'm not involved, even I'm not there. So that, that case then lead up to, you know, arrest, my arrest. And, you know, I always in the court, uh, always questioning who is a witness, what the evidence, what the, my crime, never brought the witness, never brought witness was, you know, in Jakarta or BC and this, that, and how uh, without witness and I, you know, I have to face in charge me 25 years, what my crime, that's uh, my question, directly to the judge, I always, and uh, it's 14 times I went to the court, seven times, I went to 14 times. But then along the way, there is trying to, you know, three times and use the, some of the uh, uh, prisoner to trying to kill me inside. And there's many, you know, rumor that, oh, this is OPM coming to, you know, take Benny and then all the intelligence and police are, you know, always come to, you know, guarding the, the prisons and and then one time the head of the prisoner, uh, Mr. Sudarsono, came three o'clock at night in my door and he knocked the door. I was scared and I was woke up and I said, uh, are you Benny? And yes, I am Benny. Why you ask me? You put me in this cell, why you ask me? And he said this word, oh, you are already fat. Fat means because we were proposed the peak, and peak already fat, we were ready to kill. And that was the last minute that my body was sweaty. And then I said, okay, this is, they weren't going to kill me because last year they just killed Taisel Why Now they want to kill me. I think he said this word, he just saying, but you know, my interpretation is different because while he's saying my body was sweaty and so that's I decide if I stay I will be killed. Better I escape while I escape and they will kill me. That's the, my decision. I don't want to, you know, assassinate or kill me like any more pig. But while I escape and they showed me that's fine. That's my decision. Then uh, I decide to escape and break the ventilation and then I escape. That is the, my own decision that I made.
she escaped on your own. Those my own, numbers. yes, my own. I I decide if I this is my message to at the time I said I if I manage to escape I don't know where I'm going but if I manage to escape I free one day I carry the message with me and one day I will tell the world that my people want to free and then that's my promise and I tell my land my people that I leave you with the tears but one day I will come back with you will smile that's my promise so it's not promised to anybody, but uh, to the God, to the land, and to the people. So that's my secret promise today. So that's why I, I'm on the mission. I'm not, you know, I until fulfilled my promise. And just want to see the people of West Papua sitting on the table with the peace and harmony with everybody. You know, that's my mission. That's my promise. And then I break the ventilation and then. I managed to escape across the border to Papua New Guinea. Wait, so this prison is where Abipura. Abipura. Okay, and Jay Jaipura. It's that isn't that quite a long distance to get to Papua New Guinea? Yes. Yeah, it's long distance but you know the road from uh, Jaipura to border. So in the day height in the night walk. Oh, wow. yeah. So back to your escape in two thousand two then. How do we go? You know, how did you build up this global organization, the Free West Papua Movement? Yeah. From you were alone in West in, in Papua New Guinea, you had nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. how did you get? Yeah, here? it's very hard as a human level. Is uh, you know you lonely and you feel no one here, you know. Uh, no one hear you, but because out there, as a human being, you know, when human being can tell the just simple stories, not too complicated, they can pick it up your story, you know. Uh, when I came here, and a lot of people told me, "Oh, Benny, UK is a big country. How you can uh, change the mindset of this, you know, this, uh, uh, you know." big country and uh, you know big you know this is five continent how you change the mind and uh, winning the heart and mind and I said uh, they are human beings they are not robot they you know uh, when you tell the simple story well, they will listen to you and that's my feeling and they are human I'm a human I'm human contact human just tell the simple story even I'm not you know even my English was very you know, little. I don't know, just say yes or no, that. And even I came here, I'm not, you know. But I believe that something that I believe, I'm fighting not for Benny Wenda, not for Benny Wenda become a big, no. I just see people always Papua cry for justice. That's, that's uh, my sentiment. Uh, and then that, then I formed the Free West Papua campaign in 2005. In here in Oxford, and then, then I almost up and down this country, tell them my story with my wife and play music, you know, play music, tell the story through the music and through, you know, our own story up and down the country and then form the group here in Papua New Guinea, in Australia, in America, in Netherlands. So I formed this group just main is Free West Papua campaign to educate the people around the world and our Indonesian, you know, 
friends, you know, educate, educate, alert the world. What really happened? What were you going? Why people always people fighting? You know, that's the main aim, main uh, mission to set up free West Papua campaign. So, if Papua is such a war zone, what I, I'm also curious about is how you managed to get, um, was it 1.8 million signatures for your petition to the UN? That's 70% of the population's yes. problems. How did you manage to mobilize people to get so many signatures? Yes, that when we uh, launched the International Supervised Board in, in 2016, and we secretly and committee in West Papua to collect the petition. So, because when you announce Indonesia will arrest, you know, they will, you know, suddenly they, you know, eye everywhere. So what they did is just, you know, go every region, because there's a seven region, they divide it, and then they go every houses, you know, they collect, you know, collect secretly. And then after they almost, you know, some of them have been arrested, you know, some of them, are, you know, stop it. Some of them, including uh, some of them already find out and they're using West Papua against, oh, this is this. But they manage, uh, manage that petition smuggle to bring all the way to United Kingdom. That is amazing story and that petition. It, it really speaks towards the, I guess, the strength of your grassroots movement and the strength of feeling in among the Papuan people, if you know, in spite of a virtual war zone in the military, you can still secretly get so many signatures. It's quite amazing. This is, you know, this is the real referendum, and the people already vote. And that's why when Indonesia claimed 1969, uh, you know, 1020, and I call this is a real referendum. This is a people that decide. If Indonesia are good at or they fake, that's so. That's why. Okay, we need to testify, give West Papua whether that number will can hold the vote, or you know. That's why if Indonesia are good and we hold a referendum now, whether you you prove what you did 1969 or you know. And what about a new generation for Papua? I mean, if I might ask, how old are you now? I'm 43 now. Wow. Okay. And, I mean, do you feel like... Now 44, turning to 44 this year. Is there a new generation of Papuans coming up who will take the, the lead and, you know, in time succeed? Yes. Do you it's, see that? It's, it's many, many leaders. They are like, almost the, all the activists are becoming leader and their own, own right. So, for example, the new generation emerged everywhere, almost. For example, in the school, the school children, they one of one of the uh, story that one teacher told me, this is, they draw, can you draw all the flag? And then they draw West Papua flag and Indonesia. And why you draw, this is my flag. Why, this is your flag. <laughs> this is the early age. They, they know what happened because the issue with them, because when the mother cry, they also cry with them. Their father, why you cry? Because someone been killed, you know? So that's why the, the leadership is, is every generation will come, emerge one leader to another. Like, you know, Tejel, I was killed. I was, you know, trying to my best. 
but I couldn't. But now many leaders will, will come to image. So I guess I just have two more questions. Um, how do you keep yourself going? You know, it's so hard. And Indonesia, it's, it's not even the biggest problem that for the Indonesian leaders, right? To them, Papua is, you know, not, you know, for them, the biggest problem is the economy, the infrastructure. They don't even care about you sometimes. And you, it's like you're trying to fight a brick wall. Indonesia is a huge country, it's a rich country. And you, there's, there's so few of you and you're fighting so hard for what is right, what is rightfully yours. And it must be so frustrating. How do you keep yourself going at times when you feel like, you know, there's, there's, there must be times you feel like there's no hope or something. And how do you keep yourself going? Yeah, it's human level, you're tiring, uh, but something that you believe, something to believe. Like, for example, this world might be, you know, is really strong, but you just small hammer, knocking, 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 knocking. One day will, you know, yeah. crack, same thing. And that I believe that even no one can listen, but I keep knocking, 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 knocking. That's my belief. While my people cry, while my people will kill, while my people tears, no one can stop me. I fight until, you know, fulfill the mission to free my people. And then I will stop. That's my mission. Nobody stop me until I free my people. Then I will sleep peacefully mm -hmm. and I will eat. But while my people cry, while my people need help, while my people are tears, you know, even I sleep nice bed or eat nice food, but my stomach not full, you know. I just, because this humanitarian issue, it's not about Benny Wenda. It's not about, you know, about you, but this is women and children and next generation. We are uh, human. We are the believe, you know, justice and freedom. And we believe we are the you Muslim, you are the you Christian. It's a... a the end, the end of the day is about human, human issue, human right issue, humanitarian issue, you know? You know, you cannot leave your children being someone come and beat them up or kill in front of you how you feel, you know? It's a human level, it's a human nature. We have to, you know, we have to fight. It's not about me to be, you know, people know me, no. That's not about it because this fight is rooted with me in blood. Because I seen it, so that's why I don't want to any children cry for the mother, because love lost the mother, lost the children, lost the loved one. So that's that simple. It's not about you know I this after fight I become a millionaire, I become big name or no, just simple. I want to see the people of West Papua, see the justice and freedom, and my they go to even Muslim they can worship. You know, freely, even Christian, even most, uh, you know, Buddhists, Hindus, they all live in West Papua. Even talk Indonesia cannot say, oh, they are Christian, they are Muslim. No, my people before Indonesia come, they are already Muslim. My people are believed a Christian, Muslim. So it's not about Christian, Muslim, about Buddhists or Hindus, but about humanity issue. 
that's the simple thing that I believe. That was me in conversation with Benny Wender. Please check out our website at newnarrative.com for the story about Benny Wender and the comic that we did on his life, and also for more stories from Southeast Asia. If you enjoy what we're doing, please do support our work by subscribing to New Narrative at newnarrative.com slash join. Subscriptions start at just 52 US dollars a year. That's just one US dollar a week. This is PJ Thumb wishing all our listeners a great week ahead.